Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Thank you so much for listening today. I know there are dozens of podcasts you could be listening to right now, and I am so honored that you chose to listen to this one. I always love hearing stories of how this show has helped you become a better manager or made your life easier. So share those stories in a review on iTunes or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Now, a warm welcome to Bab M and Jaquinto P, the newest members of the Modern Manager community. I hope you are finding the episode guides and guest bonuses helpful on your Rockstar Manager journey. You have also been entered into the pool to win a one-hour private coaching session with prior guest Lindsay Kaplan of episode 70. And to all of you listeners, if you want to win that private coaching session with Lindsay Kaplan, you just need to become a member before October 18th, 2019. Stay tuned at the end of the episode for more information on how to join or check the link in the show notes. I often get asked about podcasts that I enjoy, and so I've been sharing a few every couple episodes. This week, I want to talk about Negotiate Anything, a podcast on how to make difficult conversations easier while getting more of what you want in the process. Negotiate Anything has helped me learn practical approaches that have made me more confident and effective when having those difficult or uncomfortable conversations. The host, Kwame Christian, has an easy style and brings on really interesting guests. So even if your job, like mine, doesn't have you negotiating big deals, the ideas and topics that he covers are relevant to everyday interactions, especially for us as managers. You can find Negotiate Anything wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so today's episode is about team values, what they are, how they differ from organizational or personal values, and how to create them with your team. In an upcoming episode, I'll talk about how to translate these values into team norms, which bring the values to life. But for today, let's just focus on the values, which may seem like a nice to have, but they can be surprisingly helpful to you as a manager and to your team in general. This is one of the most common activities I do with teams, and I am always impressed by how much impact it has. So let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. In his book, Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business, Gino Wickman says that you have to have, quote, the right people in the right seats. But what does that actually mean, the right people in the right seats? He breaks it down along two lines. The right people share your core values, and the right seats match their skills and competencies. In episode 43, Learning from Experience Interviews, I talk about the process I use and have trained others to use to find that competency alignment, to make sure the people you hire have the right skills and competencies for the job you expect them to do. But how do you find core values alignment if you aren't clear about your team's core values to begin with? And it's not just helpful in the hiring process. I often hear managers struggle with how to deal with people who are good performers but are hard to work with. And I find that the hard to work with usually is due to a lack of alignment on core values. Someone isn't respectful. They don't communicate with their colleagues. They never show appreciation or they blame others for their mistakes. These behaviors can be hard to address when they seem secondary to achieving goals or individual performance. But when the team's values are defined, they can be elevated to equal importance as the goals themselves. Meaning how you do the work is just as important as what you accomplish. Having explicit values enables everyone on the team to know what's expected and what they'll be held accountable for. 
And when a team member isn't in alignment, you can work with them to develop the appropriate behaviors, just like you would for any other competency or skill. And in the long term, if that doesn't work or they're just not interested in changing, you can let them go because they're not the right person in the right seat. Now let's get into those team values. There are typically three levels of values in any organization. The organization or business's values, the team's values, and the individual's values. And each of these plays a slightly different role. And while they hopefully overlap, they're not likely to be completely the same. The organization's values guide the behaviors and decisions of the organization. They're overarching and they apply to every employee. They're part of the North Star that directs the enterprise. Team values are those specific to a department or a team. These are unique to the team and their role in the organization. For example, a sales team might highlight customer focus as a core value, while a product development team may focus on craftsmanship and a finance team may elevate attention to detail. We also each have our personal values, which are specific to us as individuals. The greater the alignment between our personal values and the team values, the easier it will be to uphold them in our everyday interactions. But not all individual values will align. So I might have to work a bit harder if I'm not naturally inclined to behave a specific way, or I haven't had experiences working in that way before. But that's why we have these team values, to help make explicit the way that we want to be working. Now let's look at the structure of a team value. When I work with teams, we create values with the following components. First, the value term or phrase. This is the word or phrase that captures the essence of the value. Next, the definition. A brief description of the value that further defines or illuminates what we mean by it. And lastly, what it's not. A brief description of what abuse or overuse looks like. This is the structure that I like to use because I find it's helpful to give more color than simply a one-word or two-word phrase. A single word is helpful as shorthand and makes it easy to remember, but it leaves too much room for interpretation. At the end of the process, your team will have five to seven values, each of which will have a term or phrase, a definition, and a what-it's-not statement. Now, how do you figure out what those values are? I'll walk through the process that I use with teams. We start with a broad list of values terms. I've included that as this week's mini guide. It's a list of a few hundred value words that your team can choose from. I share a little bit of basics and background about what team values are, and then I ask people to select their top 12 values from the list or make up new ones if they can't find something. It's okay for them to select values that are aspirational too. Hopefully your team is already living some of its values, but there may be others which are ideal and not yet fully expressed. And that's okay because you haven't been intentional about them. These are the kinds of changes that you hope to see when you have explicit values and norms to live by. So everyone selects 12 values and then sends them to me, and I group them into buckets that are similarly themed. So for example, dependability, accountability, preparedness, responsiveness, and responsibility all speak to our ability to rely on each other. So that would be one bucket. Or fun, optimism, enjoyment, delight, sense of humor, passion, and positive all relate to a positive and joyful work environment and outlook. So those might be a separate bucket. You should start to see themes emerge as you group similar values. You may find that some values are only selected once, while others are chosen multiple times. Some values seem like they could go in multiple buckets, depending on how you define them, while others don't seem to relate to anything. At the end of your grouping process, you may have upwards of 15 buckets, and that's fine. 
Don't worry too much about how you group them, as the team is going to look at the groupings and together identify the five to seven buckets that feel right to them. And that's your next step. Present the groupings as a starting point and ask the team if these feel right overall or if any of the terms should be moved or combined. The goal is not to get every term into one of your top seven. The goal is to push yourself to articulate what matters most to this team. What makes a difference in how you work together or with external stakeholders? Just because you don't select something as a team value doesn't mean it's not important or that you won't do it. So you may have to encourage the team to let go, to be really critical in deciding what values are most important. But once you've got those five to seven, you're ready to create definitions. I start by writing draft statements for the definition and what it's not for the team, and I present these back as a starting point. I use the words that were grouped together and the team's conversation about those groupings to give me direction. I try to keep the statements to one to two sentences so it's short and sweet. There'll be more time to flesh them out with norms. For now, simpler is better. And I also pick a word or phrase to be the value term. And if I'm not quite sure, I'll list a few options. For the what it's not descriptors, I try to imagine what it would be like if someone was leaning too far into this value, if they were overusing it to the point of it being a bad thing. How might it be unhealthy or disruptive? Here are a few real examples of value statements and what it's not that I've developed with teams. Collaboration. We work together to achieve common goals, building relationships grounded in mutual respect, effective communication, and trust. What it's not? We do not overly involve each other. We do not let collaboration impede progress. Creativity. As creative problem solvers, we seek opportunity in every situation. We think outside the box, balance risks, and have the freedom to explore what might be. What it's not? We do not dismiss incremental innovations simply because they're not exciting. We do not do things differently only for the sake of being different or creative. Positivity. We are optimists, always searching for the silver lining and viewing challenges as opportunities. We find our work rewarding and take pride in it. With an upbeat attitude, we engage with clients and colleagues joyfully, despite conflicts or clashes. What it's not? We do not avoid bad news or wear rose-colored glasses. Deliver results. Through self-motivation, resourcefulness, and the ability to adapt as we go, we accomplish what we set out to do. We go above and beyond to deliver value to the business and our customers. We leverage our individual and collective talents to drive results. What it's not, we do not allow a drive for excellence to cause inefficiency. We do not drive ourselves to burnout or fixate on success. You can see how these definitions include more concepts than just the term alone, but it really brings to life the idea of what's important. So again, I draft these statements as a starting point and share them with the team. You could do this yourself or assign it to a team member. It doesn't really matter who drafts them as long as there's no pride of authorship and the team feels comfortable disagreeing with what's on the paper. So if you're worried that your team won't want to edit what you've written, have someone else on the team do the writing. For virtual teams, I share the Google Doc with the values, the term, the draft definitions, and the what it's not statements. I include the list of words selected in that initial grouping activity so that the team has a sense of where I was coming from. For in-person teams, I print out these values on big paper and hang them on a wall. Then in both situations, we take about 10 to 15 minutes and have people enhance the value statements. They can leave comments, bold what they like and underline what they don't, or edit real time in a Google Doc. Or on the paper, I have them circle what they like, underline what they don't, and add new ideas. 
Then as a group, we go around value by value and work through the enhancements until we get to good enough to go. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be close enough that the group is comfortable. Remember, you might find that not everyone is going to feel 100% aligned with a specific value. And you'll have to ask whether the dissenting position requires a change in the value itself. Are they representing more than one voice? Is there something about the way that it's written that just is off? Or is it just that this person feels differently and the value shouldn't change and instead the person will have to work within it? This is where the interesting conversation happens. When you uncover nuanced differences in how people think about their work, their roles, and the expected behaviors. For example, one team I was working with recently got into a debate about the role of learning. Is learning for the sake of learning important? Is approaching the work with a learning mindset critical, meaning you're always seeking to learn from the outset, or only that you learn when needed to solve a problem? There isn't a right answer to these questions. The team will have to decide for itself what matters. After you've made it through all the values, look at them together. They're a system, so they reinforce each other. If they feel good, celebrate. And if something still feels not quite right, have a conversation about what's not sitting well. Is something missing? Is something too strong? Is something not strong enough? Again, you want to achieve good enough to go forward. And if it's helpful, let the team know that these can be final drafts, which you'll revisit in a few months after you've seen how it feels to live with them. You can always update or revise them later. And it's actually a good practice to review and refresh your team's values every year, almost like readopting them or reaffirming that these are in fact your team's values. So that's the process. In an upcoming episode, I'll talk about how to develop team norms that help bring these team's values into everyday actions. If you'd like to work with me on creating your team's values and norms, please reach out to me. I love doing this work with teams and I would be so excited to work with you. You can email me at mamie@mamieks.com. The mini guide for today's episode is that list of values and the framework for writing a team value. It's available at mamieks.com slash mini guides. The full guide includes the step-by-step process, examples, and templates to help you facilitate your team's values creation. To get the full guide for today's episode, join the Modern Manager community at mamieks.com slash join. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash join. And at $15 a month, you get the episode guides and guest bonuses to help you implement all of the learnings from each episode. And if you join before October 18th, 2019, you will also be entered to win that private coaching session with Lindsay Haplin. Now, if you want just this episode guide, you can purchase it and any other individual full guide at mamieks.com store. All the links are in the show notes and they can be in your inbox along with that free mini guide if you subscribe to my newsletter. Go to mamieks.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T. EOR.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. 
That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.